0: All right. Ha-ha. Awesome. Hello, and welcome to COFO Live and Undead. We've got uh,
1: another live show here with uh, my friends Chris Hips and
0: uh, Matt Yarmilo. So, yeah. Hi, guys. Hi. Hey. <laughs> Thanks. And for, for those of you uh, out there that uh, aren't aware, uh, COFO stands for Colorado Festival of Horror.
2: It's, uh,
0: you know, we're, we're just starting to ramp up. We've got our first show that was announced. It'll be uh, September 11th through the 13th, 2020. Isn't that right, audience That's member? That's Excellent. Good. Uh, our audience member for tonight is going to be Brett and his wife, Jeannie. Uh, they're my partners uh, with Coco. Excellent. And, uh, and, Chris, you're a horror film director.
2: I I am. I have been in the past a few times, or <laughs> two times. times. Um, I've done two feature-length horror films. Uh, the first one I co-wrote, directed, co-produced, um, and that was uh, we shot it in the old Belvedere Theater in the Central City. A lot of people don't know oh, wow. about the Belvedere Theater. It was this deserted theater around the corner from the Central City Opera House. Nice. And um, we were scouting locations for this film about a haunted theater and uh, my friends and I, and we passed by this place, um, there was an, a phone number somewhere. So we uh, just called the guy, and we were like, can we shoot a horror film in your deserted, broken down theater? And he said, yeah. It's also the theater where they shot the movie, um, oh, it was the Duchess of the Dirtwater Fox, with Goldie Hawn. It was oh, also nice. shot in the theater. So we got to shoot in the theater. Um, there was no electricity, so we could hang all of our own lights, but it was a spooky, creepy, cool place. Um, I don't know if it's still there. I haven't been to Central City in a while. But. She had to great. She had Anonymous. Guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, and it was haunted. We awesome. had all kinds of crazy things happen while we were here. Uh, the place has a reputation yeah. for being haunted. Um, we would see these, the creepiest thing was. In the camera, you would look in the camera, and you would see these little white things splitting around. Okay. But they were like luminescent, and it looked like they had wings. Nice. It was not dust. Jackpot. It was not bugs. Because I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't. It yeah. wasn't fairies either. Um, yeah. But if you looked at it with your naked eye, they weren't there. They were only in the camera. And this kept happening to us. And then also things would disappear. Our lights were constantly exploding. The camera lights what? were exploding, the lights we had hung up and they were exploding. Um, there had been several people coming to this place and Juice. do seances and several ghost hunters had been there. And um,
0: gosh!
2: But the creepiest thing was, a few weeks later, my mom and I, my mom was in town. <laughs> so my mom and I went to the Belvedere to get some costumes I had left there um, from the shoot. And there's this creepy room over in the corner. And mom and I were getting it all in the classes and all of a sudden, the door to that room just creaked open with the most eerie, like, creed, creed, and then it shut.
3: And I I thought
2: somebody was messing, messing with us. So I ran over there, I opened the door. This is a room that had no other way for anybody to leave it, it's just a self contained room, nobody there.
3: So mom and I got all freaked out, we went to the police
2: station. And like, we called the police, I don't know. Um, and they came back and searched the place. There was nobody there, but yeah, it was creepy. That show, that movie was called The Monument, and um, wow, that was it, yeah, it was pretty. It's pretty creepy, creepy film. But we really yeah. learned in that film the importance of having good sound because the film did not have very good sound, so it kept it out of festivals. Okay. which was unfortunate, because everybody pretty much that we submitted it to said, this film is written creepy, but your sound is terrible. So, yeah. Is, yeah. is there
0: a place to, to go and see the film? You
2: know, I think I have it on uh, VHS somewhere. Oh, nice. Or this was 2003. You remember these yeah.
3: 2003 or 2004. <laughs> shot it.
2: I'm sure I have actually a DVD of it somewhere. But I do need really to dig that thumb up Yeah, that, that we sounds had a blast remarkable.
0: shooting it. Yeah. Yeah. So. He, he, no matter what the condition is, you know, the yeah, Honda, yeah. Uh, have you have you tried going back and doing it you know, is it like dialogue or is it the ADR? can we do
2: ADR? You know, it was just sound <laughs> levels. The place was not really it it yeah. okay. the use of shooting from. Of course. The all the ghosts right now. With around. all the ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Slamming doors. But it was big, it was cavernous. Um, part of it was kind of open to the open
3: air. Yeah. This
2: place had been a jail, it had been a bravo once. Oh, nice. um, So there was a lot of history to it. Yeah. It, it was pretty dilapidated and just a lot of street sound that we didn't. Okay. I suppose yeah. I could probably take it and have somebody redo it now. Probably but, doctor it. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be Maybe interesting. Um,
0: yeah, it'd be interesting to see, you know, what can be done with something like that, yeah. you know, yeah. especially especially after, you know, so many people yeah. get, put so much time so, together.
2: And we, yeah, we had great costumes, we had greats. It was about a theater troupe that's performing in this theater and an avalanche busts through the back wall, and all the actors on stage and the audience are good. And then these wow. actors come back years and years later that's to do the vicious. same play there. And um, oh, we had borrowed costumes from Colorado Shakespeare Fest, we had uh, great actors, tons of extras. We put everybody up up there, it was,
0: it was a blast,
2: it was wow. a blast, so, uh, uh, so maybe uh, I will try to resurrect you. Yeah,
0: yeah. Matt, do you, have you ever uh, gotten to, to work with uh, Chris on, on some of these productions? Yes. Yeah. But not that one. That was, <laughs> that was oh yeah. You're, but I have a little spot in here. which should I Yeah, you're, like a, you're not getting out alive. Yes, if, I did though. I mean. you did? <laughs> well, clearly you're here, but
2: you know. I <laughs> didn't.
0: No, clearly. Yeah, no, just, not. it doesn't say I'm not.
2: It you're here,
3: you're yeah.
0: not getting out alive. Yeah, you'll we'll have to find out.
2: Yeah, that was my second feature. And this one actually did several festivals. Yeah. And um, actually, I had a couple two distribution deals that ended up falling through, which is something okay. that happens in the film industry oh, yeah. quite often. One was a horror channel that we um, signed contracts, all yeah. kinds of things. We were really excited yeah. about it. And then it just never really got off the ground. Okay. And the yeah. second one was also a pay per view uh, mm. horror channel that they also ended up having financial problems. So we never. Both distribution deals fell through, but I sold, I sell them online on eBay, and um, like I said, we did several festivals. So, uh, several horror festivals and regular festivals, and got a little board, so I was pretty
3: happy with that. Yeah, it, it's yes. a
0: fantastic film. I, I was oh, able to see you. it online. Great. And uh, you sent me a link, uh, I think that was, uh, what was it, a year, year and a half ago? Probably. Last time we, we hung out, you were giving yes. me katanas. Which is really dangerous. Never give me katanas. Matt <laughs> should know better.
1: What do, <laughs> I, what do I know?
2: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, this one was a little bit higher budget, mm-hmm. um, and I, I was really happy with the way it turned out. It, it was a lot of fun. We had a really good. This one was actually shot at another historical haunted what? theater in Denver called the Bug Theater. Yeah. Over at 37th in Navajo, and um, Alex Weimer, the yep. artistic director, was very generous in letting us shoot there for a long weekend. There's also scenes that were shot the exterior of the theater, another haunted theater movie. Um, but this one was more of kind of like a not really a slasher film, but sort of a mystery, murder, whatever. But um, so we used the Evergreen Theater up at Evergreen as the exterior. So, I've shot horror films now in three theaters.
0: Oh, in <laughs> Each one's scarier than the
2: club. <laughs> you
0: know, well, I know the has yeah.
2: yeah. Well, the club has these amazing subterranean basements. And Seriously? So we, yes, we shot a lot of it. All those scenes down in the cellars were in the cellar of the club. Oh, I they have a front cellar and a back cellar, and they're both. One of the cellars was filled with creepy old yeah. clown costumes, uh-huh. which we didn't even have to do set dressing. Oh my gosh. Because God, it was so, so, they had all kinds of crazy things. There was a, a hangman's noose down there, like a gallows. Um, oh. A bunch of creepy old like kids' theater costumes that were just bouldering away. <laughs> so it was really cool. This, this was, was just cool. uh, a cellar, or was it like a like huge tunnels? cellar underneath okay. the
0: bug where you have to go oh down a trap to get in? Yeah. Wow, I, I so, had no yeah. idea that was, was, was there. Yeah. Uh, you know, a little bit of history with uh, Matt and I. Uh, Matt used to be uh, uh, the drummer in my performance group called OFM, where we get dressed up with big latex monster outfits, hooked up with bloodworks and squibs and cannons, and we'd have you know on stage choreographed fight scenes. It was, it was a big like you know kind of a D movie circus Olay type thing. Katana and katanas. yeah, hence the katana thing. Do not give me those. Uh, and you know we we'd have this fight Gregor play with a live band. He was in the band. He was uh, the drummer, and then we'd also have Tyco drummers accompany you. And and uh, I think Scott was uh, on guitar and, and stuff. And and uh, and that was fun. I think you were with us when we performed at the Bud. I think yep. at least once yep. or twice. Yes, I saw a couple. Did you see yep. that? We were you there? Okay, and, and then. Um, I do remember Alex yelling at me because we bled all over the stage. So I warned him. I was just like, "This is—you know, we should probably lay a park and stuff down." He's like, "Yeah, you're fine." It's like, wow. and then it bled under everything that was underneath the stage too. So that was pleasant. We never got invited back after that. Long, you know? That's that's probably for the best. show. Sure. Yeah, I like Alex. He's he's a lot of fun. He's 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 a huge supporter of what what everybody does.
3: Yes.
0: Um, yeah. You know, kind of like this place here. You know, we're at uh, Meet Me Cafe for those of you who aren't aware. You know, owned by uh, Jim Norris and uh, Matt Megacy. they're they're always you know big on supporting the whole art. And I think them and Alex get together. You know, what should we do this month?
3: Yeah. You know. Yeah.
0: So uh, so it's it's always it's always fun to have these
2: type of institutions that we can come to. 18, oh, five yeah. And speaking of which, Alex is murdered. <laughs> oh, fantastic! <that's> he <awesome. laughs> played a big played a yeah. Sorry, got <laughs> yeah.
0: Quick, quick on screen death
1: is
0: or slow this, and agonizing? You know what? His
2: <laughs> never actually is on screen. It's off screen. His corpse is just discovered later. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> so, nice. <yes. laughs> um, and I, I do, I do not survive the film either. I'm the first victim in my own film, because I always, like even as a kid, my brother and I loved horror films. Yeah. yeah. Loved them, loved them, loved them. We watched everything. And my fantasy was always to be in a horror film, to be that girl running through the woods, who keeps falling down. <laughs> <and I'd actually laughs> so I actually cast myself as the first victim.
3: Yeah. In, in the movie.
2: So I got to like, develop my fantasy. Not fantasy. in woods, but I got to run around the theater. <laughs> How did you direct it? Well, my assistant director directed my murder, and then after
0: I was murdered, <laughs> then I directed the rest the of go it. Go. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I find that's beneficial. If you're going to cast yourself in the in the film,
2: Alfred make exactly. sure
0: you kill yourself first, so you can you know
2: direct <laughs>
0: exactly. everything else so, and Why
2: make not? your death the best.
0: <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. At we we blew the budget on, on that. So Yeah.
2: yeah. I've not given away any secrets, but
0: Yeah.
2: Know, <laughs> yeah. That's
0: universal
1: symbol
3: oh. for Yeah. Yeah. We learned that from Drive to the Galaxy. Yeah. Well, that
0: was fun. Nice. And uh you also have um a history of directing stage productions, right?
2: Yes. Um, for nine years, I directed a live production of Night of the Living Dead, George Romero's uh, 1968 version of Night of the Living Dead, at the Bug Theater. That ran every Halloween season for four weekends. And um, but we always we spiced up the script a little bit. Uh, George Romero's Night of the Living Dead went into public domain in I think it was 1990 something. Um, so, all of a sudden, all kinds of theaters all across the country started doing stage versions of it. Nice. When I was living in Chicago, a friend of mine and I were always going to do a stage version, of I believe that we never did it, and then someone else did it. I
3: was like, oh. So, when I moved to Denver, I was
2: like, nobody's done it here. Excellent. So, um, Alex and I co produced it for nine years, and it was a very successful show. It was a lot of fun. And, you know, nice. But, but, like I said, we, let, we added a lot of. To it. We added extra scenes. We added like, oh, babysitters getting attacked by zombie scenes. On it, we had a different theme every year. One was Halloween. Once it was sci-fi. Once it was movies. Mm-hmm. And then we would take that theme and add it to the original Romero script. And um, yeah. and we used all local actors. It was it was a blast and very bloody. Oh. and I was also in it.
0: <laughs> oh, just were, were you the first death?
2: I played Helen. Mary's wife a yep. few times but sometimes i in the beginning of there's a scene in nine living dead where you find an old lady at the top of the stairs and she's been happy by zombies this dead old woman so every year we would start out the show with how the old lady got killed yeah and like you know, she'd have friends over for Mahjong and then zombies would attack. Or they'd be having like an old lady male stripper party and then zombies would attack. And we always had all these old ladies in the beginning get murdered by zombies. And it became more and more old ladies every year yeah. until it became, you know, like then they're having a seance in one and in one they're trying to contact aliens. But it always ends up with zombies attacking all the old ladies. And then the one old lady gets chased up the stairs and, and murdered. And that was usually. So it was a lot
3: of fun.
0: Matt, were you ever a part of these productions? I was. I was a guest zombie. <laughs> the guest zombie. I, I was a. You were character.
2: were. Keith or Richards. So, <laughs> and various roles, which I enjoyed.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah, it was it was crazy, and we, we had a lot of really a lot of really good prominent um, Denver theater actors. Um, cool. We did over the course of the nine years.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah so it was that. That was fun.
0: What are the challenges of, of uh, you yeah, know, directing stage production versus film?
2: You know, I directed stage for years before I did film. Um, I prefer film because there's not the long rehearsal process. Mm-hmm. You usually do a couple of quick rehearsals and then you just shoot. Yeah. And, of course, you can break the film up into small pieces. Yeah. So if there's an actor who doesn't know all their lines, you can deal with that. Yeah. you're free to go to different locations. The cool thing about Night of Living Dead was it was a stage film hybrid. Mm-hmm. So everything that happened outside of the house, we pre-filmed. And we had a screen above the stage that we showed those scenes. Mm-hmm. So, like, if some actors ran out of the house, yeah. they would run into the screen, like, when the truck blows up. Yep. And um, so we had things going on inside and outside, which was really fun. But I always enjoyed the filmed parts mm-hmm. because it, it, there's just so much more you can yeah, you know, and and it's just like oh, you can shoot everything in a weekend nice. They have a long rehearsal yeah. process. And then, yeah, yeah, so that's cool. And are special cool. effects. Yep. Yeah,
0: gotta love that. The yeah. <laughs> works. Yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now they can fake blood, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't even have to have real splatters. So, so yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we have ended up running into that on uh, camp crash. So.
3: Ah.
0: So my, uh, my editor got, got creative, and I was like, oh, this is going to suck. And then he showed it to me, I was like, well, I was like, amazing!" And everybody was kind of, well, uh, people were cleanish. Yeah. You know? But uh, Matt, you're also, you also have a persona that is a magician as well. Yes. Yeah, can you tell us a little bit about that? Actually, I have to go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, am I putting you on the spot? No, no. I have a deck of cards with me. Oh. <laughs>
3: uh,
0: so I've been. I uh, let's see if I can break into it. Real quick. Yeah. Uh, he's not there man. Good old Max Malgo. Yeah, that's the guy.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. You can find him around. Um, We've got him on isolation, man. Yeah. I
3: made it to the film. I it. And, um, uh, no, I saw
0: that. Yeah, yeah, you <laughs> saw that. So yeah, yeah um, I've been performing Magic uh, in character for probably 15 years now, maybe. Okay, um, nice. The extended in 12 <laughs> to 15 years, I suppose. Um,
3: it's yeah. all like
0: one long day. <laughs>
2: and <if> he actually <laughs> plays a magician in this. Is it, he's got a cameo of a Magician and you're not getting all of it. Okay. Okay. In the dressing
0: room
2: scene. But yeah, as Max Mago? Uh no. he, he just More kind, kind of random magician. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm uh, backstage as the mystery of mm-hmm. the but he was also plays a magician. Uh, I did a film called Memphis Psychosis, which oh, was a short right. film I did yeah. about um, a singer named Mick Farron, who was very prominent in the nineteen sixties in England. Oh, and okay. um, he, he was a beat poet, musician, he knew everybody, and, you know, hung out with, like, Abbie Hoffman and, and people like that, and the Hells Angels, and did crazy kind of poetry, beat poetry music. And um, I saw, I heard him, I bought a random, you know how you just buy a random CD sometimes? Like, yeah. if you ever go to a CD store and just find a really cool cover, yeah. you buy it.
0: That's usually how I bought them.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Same thing with movies.
2: Yes, yes. <laughs> And uh, this was called Memphis Psychosis, and it was the best song. It's this beat poetry song, and I loved mm-hmm. it. So I thought, well, I'm just going to try to contact him. So I found him. He was living in the states. He was he was older, uh-huh. and um, talked like this, and, and just this character. And I would have these phone conversations with him. And he would talk about all these people in the back in the '60s and yeah. you
3: know, all the
2: psychedelics he did, and all this crazy stuff. Because the Memphis Psychosis is a guy. His way to memphis to graceland and he stops at a diner and buys some drugs in the bathroom and then has a crazy acid trip for the rest of the way nice and, um yeah there's bats in it on <laughs> but so i asked him if i could make it into a film and he said yes and he didn't charge me anything and i was like i'm a nobody filmmaker but i love this song and i just want to do a crazy road trip weird movie with it yeah so he let me so it was a, it's a very weird film <laughs> um so it's been a massive trip so but oh, it's i entered that one into festivals and festivals and didn't get anything and then i finally got it into the toronto festival and i was oh. so happy because it's the only festival it got in but it was also the only international festival i got into so i was really happy yeah. about that and, and Mick has passed away since unfortunately he died on stage i believe it was singing a number called gunpowder and cocaine Oh my gosh. Somewhere in London. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he, he died the way he lived. But yeah, he would tell me these crazy stories, and he would say, I'm, I'm not so pretty anymore, Chris, but I've still got <laughs> it. Yeah, but oh, yeah, the stories were amazing. So that was actually yeah. the coolest thing about that was I hadn't known much about him. But mm. uh, he performed with, with all kinds of people, the pretenders, and I mean, he oh, knew everybody. Wow. And he was like, what? There was some big British music festival that he performed at. Anyway, look him up, Mick mm-hmm. Farron. F A R R E N. Did
3: he get somebody to, or he tried to get somebody to smoke?
2: Oh, he tried to David get Frost David Frost <laughs> to smoke pot on the David TV Frost show. show, and it was a big Oh, on scam. television. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nuts. Crazy.
0: Sounds like there's a there's kind of a a wellspring of, of stories with this guy.
2: Oh, Hello. yes, and I was so, I was going to go out to L.A. and see him, and then his health started failing, mm. so he had to go back to London so he could have health care, because, you know, you don't yeah. get it here. Nope. Um, so, yeah, that was it. He called me. He's like, I want to go back to London. There's common health care Yeah. So he left, and then I always thought maybe I would fly out to London and see him, and then he passed. Yeah. After that. But I'm so glad I got to make that film out of his piece, because it's. So why? Yeah, is, is that available anywhere? That's well? on YouTube, and if you just look up Memphis Psychosis McFerrin, it's okay. up. You- cool. You get, yeah.
0: um, if I may, you can also, last time I checked, you can see McFerrin perform uh, Oh, yeah. On guitar, yeah. but you can also see Chris yes Nice.
2: Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of stuff on McFerrin. On okay. YouTube. Memphis Psychosis. Yes. Nice, gonna have to check that out.
0: And then also, um, recently, on the last, you know, I'd say a few years, it's been longer than that. But uh both uh, owned a magic shop. See,
2: they had a magic and oddity shop.
0: Yeah. It's
2: wonderful. Yeah, we had it for five years. It was really cool. We had drunken heads and a mummy case and you name it. And a lot of characters. It, wrapping hands. Yeah. Met a lot of amazing people. Uh, it was fun. but. You know, small business is really hard, mm-hmm. especially in Denver. And competing with the internet is so tough. And even though a lot of people loved our shop, we kind of—I feel like we kind of started out the oddity thing. Okay. Because we had all kinds of weird oddities in there, and then all of a sudden, like oddities, kind of exploded with the the oddities expo now that takes place here once a year, and now it's all over the country. And you're seeing more and more oddity shops places like Learned Lemur and Ritual Craft and all these places opening up so mm-hmm. even that got you know started getting competition so okay but it was a good five years yeah it yeah. It.
0: But but you still, go up. yeah you still operated online Is Me it too. just existed yeah. online okay like yes. everything else yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. oh I, I know that yeah
2: someday we do want to get a, a vehicle into a mobile shop oh. travel around and have a little oddity show a magic show yeah, yeah. Want to
0: hold That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, we That's all I'm. Nice.
2: That's yes, yes. Cool. we want to put a, a,
0: a jackalope on top of it or something. Yeah. As as one should. <laughs> you got yeah. the jack of Wards yeah. off evil spirits. Yeah. Or attracts them. You know, depending
3: I, on the
2: mood. Yeah. Like our yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. the cool thing is we. I mean, we sold out a lot of the stuff in the shop. But we do have a mummy case in our living room, and shrunken heads in our office, and we have a sandman. Yeah, uh, we got a lot of weird stuff in our house. It's start. Yeah, that was for sale. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: That was the hard part. Use the sarcophagus <laughs> as a ta- table, coffee table. Yeah. He's in the corner, tight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that, that sounds like so much fun. But you, you mentioned the, these expos. Do you guys uh, go there and do set up tables and stuff had Yeah, uh,
2: they have, the one here is in October. It's mm. the Oddities and uh, Curiosities Expo. I think it was at the Merchandise Oh. And it's every October, and we had a booth. We did very well. Oh, great. Oh, yeah, it was insane the amount of people that turned out. Oddities just kind of exploded. It's like it was sort of an underground thing for a while, and now it's kind of more exploded into the mainstream, I feel like.
0: Nice. Um, I think I, I think there's like a morbid curiosities yep. show coming up. Like, yeah. I think do we have, we have a table. Brett yes. uh, procured that for oh, us. Wait, that? Um where is that one? I need to do that one? I don't know, that's in two weeks. Oh, you, you know, might be that. able to oh, still okay. get a table. Yeah. I think it's one day, it's like that Saturday. <laughs> yeah, Brett's gonna look it up. My research team's gonna look it up. <laughs> Just put, put put the answer on the flyer, you know, <laughs> some cards, you know, and uh, you know, let me know. Uh, I'll get my reading glasses on. <laughs> but so now, let
2: me ask you a question. For you. Yeah. have you been a horror fan of it ever
0: since you were a kid? Uh, I was. I, uh, you know, my dad specifically, you know, kind of introduced me to this. Uh, I think more along the side of the B films. Uh, so yes. I, I remember watching Saturday morning or Saturday afternoons on USA, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. and then later up all night. Um, you know, as I got older, uh, you know, they'd have uh, like Roger Shears and, and uh, Captain USA, you know, smoke a big stuff. I don't know. And uh, you know, I would, there'd be uh, like the Toxic Avenger, you know, from Ron Kaufman, and Truma Films, and, and so that sort of thing. And then, you know, um, I, you know, I remember. I mean, little kid, like six or so. Getting together with friends in the in the neighborhood, you know, and you know, the parents were upstairs watching these R-rated movies and they'd be like, you drinking cocktails. Yeah, drinking cocktails yeah. And, and we'd sneak sneak peeks at he's like, whoa, what is this? You know, what's this guy with the hockey mask? And you know, what's the guy with the you know, with the you know, the fingers with claws and stuff? It's like, you yeah, it Street, Friend We'd have to go back and like what the what our parents into, <laughs> you know, and, and it was it was great. And, and then you know, hang out with my dad, he'd show me all this B movie stuff, and then and then the kung fu films would come in, and, and then you know,
3: yeah,
0: yeah. Those were the years that I really you know treasured, and it kind of does shape you know how I um, you know, interact with the rest of my life I and mean, mm-hmm. all, all these different genres. You know, yeah, background in, in comic books. I'm a comic book illustrator too, and and so, all these things just kind of inform all of that. So, yeah, horror film, big thing. Um, how about you? I'm like, oh, you yeah. Doing we had this
2: great show, which a lot of small towns and maybe probably cities too had that Saturday creature feature yeah. um, with some weirdo holes. Ours was called Horror Incorporated. Wow. And it was on Saturday afternoons, and there would be this cough, and then this hand would come out and fall, you know, really cheesy. Yep. Like, Way to <laughs> <Horrible>. oh, <crazy. laughs> and this guy would Nuts. start coming out of the comic. And it was always movies like Blend Knight from Outer Space, mm-hmm. um the giant tarantula movie, which I don't know what called, call, but I love that one. Um the one about the giant ants, then yep. Um, but it was yeah, it was mostly like those B movie sci fi yeah. horror movies that we love. My brother and I just ate up. My sister wouldn't
3: watch Oh
2: But my brother and I just ate them on the ball. and the old Boris Karloff ones. Yeah. Sleep. So that's where I got my
0: appreciation. Nice. Um, Colorado.
2: Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have alpacas.
0: Yeah.
3: That, neither did I. She was in a different state. Yeah.
0: yeah so. Well, I think she has a property in uh, Colorado Springs. So, really? Yeah. She's she's from Colorado.
3: Yeah. I didn't know that.
0: So is yeah. Pam Carrier. She's she's yeah. around here. Yeah. Don Cheadle, I think, is up in the street. What? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see when you start doing some digging, it's like, hey, who are we going to get guests, uh, you yeah. uh-huh. know, who's actually a local. Yeah, yeah. Matt, how about you growing up? Uh, I read more books that were horrific than uh, watching movies. Later I got into the movies. Yeah. Um, what I mean, about books? What about uh, horror books? Um, maybe more supernatural than um, slasher Sure. You know, like The Almond. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Carrie. Yep. I uh, may have gotten a bit through The Exorcist, but I, I wouldn't call myself a horror uh, connoisseur.
3: Yeah. Um, I,
0: I found the Trilogy of Terror mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I found I mean, Alice, Sweet Alice, is yeah. one of the most disturbing things I've seen. Chris
2: loves his spirit. The That's yep, my the favorite, original, all-time yeah. favorite horror film. For the original yeah. Suspiria. Yeah, I haven't seen the remake because I don't think I can. Yeah,
0: you and I talked about I that the, the last time, and, and yeah, I, I've it's seen both. Surprising. I like both for two different reasons. Obviously, oh, okay. Suspiria is is, is as far, for Dario Argento, very masterful. Yeah, and,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. it's play
0: with with colors and sounds. It's yeah. just fantastic.
3: the
2: music in that film is just eerie.
0: Yeah, the 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 remake. I mean, it's. I, I find it, it takes you know, a, a different uh, turn. It's a completely, yeah. It's not a completely different perspective, but but it's 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 kind of a little bit more subtext appeal to it. Okay. Uh, there's a little bit more grit, but it's um, the uh, choreography is something that's pretty striking. Set design, um, costuming. I mean, you know, you know, it, it, there's there's different things that you, you know. To take it, way way I look at remakes too is Shakespeare has been done throughout the centuries by different troops and different stages. So you've Good got point. multiple different pers- uh, you know perspectives and stuff. So as as people are doing remakes and, and kind of um, reapproaching content, it's it's interesting to see different different people's perspectives and point of views and how they do it. And, and you as a fan, you don't have to agree with it. But that's how they interpret it, and and that's fine. Just maybe wait until the, the next iteration, or at least you can always enjoy the, the original that you, you grew up with. Um, I tend to find that the films that I grew up with, you know, that's my dogma. You yeah, know, that's yeah, that's things that I do treasure and I, I love and I enjoy. And finding you know there you know, somebody else reinterpreting That it it can be difficult, but um, because I'm I'm so grounded in this other thing that exists, so you know, getting myself to kind of open up to something else, somebody else's perspective, can be difficult. Um, So, I try to go in there without you know too much uh, pretense, um, but uh, that can be very tough. Uh, Best case in point, always going back to Star Wars. Like, yeah, you know, got got the original trilogy, and then my cousin grew up with uh, the what was it episodes one through three. Yeah. But I just couldn't get through it. But she enjoys it and she loves it. She grew up with it. That's her childhood. It's like okay,
2: through her eyes, I can
0: appreciate. It. That's a good point. Can I bring up something that's yeah. less? They'll, they'll yeah, I've noticed a lot of tribute bands. But, yes, yes, you know, that, that's. I'm wondering, Covers are, are always yeah, yeah is based on what that person was feeling you know in their
3: prime you know the most nostalgic moments of their life. I wonder if that's what the attraction is with the tribute.
0: It, and it it might be. I was talking to a friend of mine about um, a Pink Floyd tribute band. Uh, I guess they're called Brick Floyd. And, you know, he's like, yeah, I'm going up there some weekend, I don't know when. I was like, oh, well, where's, where's there? Red Rocks. He's like, oh, a cover band sells out Red Rocks. He's like, okay, it's Pink Floyd. It's Universal Appeal. And it's, you know, it's this, this band that gives their interpretation and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, for bands doing that, that's, you know, that's something that, you know, they're anchored to clearly. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing it. Um, I've got friends that are in a wing tribute band, so I, I think that's just awesome. Cause wing, wing, Oh, wing! Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh. yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 <laughs> Dean wing and, and all those guys. Yeah, uh, but but you know that's a band that's just constantly changing and really eclectic and, can, and you know, can be very bizarre at times and you know. Um, so I was like, wow, being being in a trippy band to something that's constantly changing and doing something like that, I thought that's pretty neat. And um, you know, also that would challenge you, I think, creatively as, as an individual, trying to learn that material. And uh, whereas, like something like Pink Floyd, I mean, you know, as in high school, I was inundated with Pink Floyd, so I just never really grabbed hold hold of me very well. Um, I tend to disband or uh, disregard a lot of stuff in my high school years because I was stupid as shit. Did you watch the No, I, you know, uh, yeah, in art school everybody's like, oh, no, you should do that and you should smoke pot and stuff. And I just found that whenever I smoke pot, I just get to sleep. <laughs> so, um, then I found cocaine.
3: Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: Yeah, Um, true. Yeah, because you know you used to hear (laughs) if you listen (laughs) listen to Led
3: Zeppelin backwards.
0: Mm -hmm. So what if you you watch the Wizard of Oz backwards? (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) That idea I like better.
3: (laughs) All these fresh ideas.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. Right. You you have millions of pages, chock full of ideas. (laughs) Only so much time. That's true. Best place to, to plan a revolution, coffee shop. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah.
0: And then compound that with the bookstore too. So,
3: yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh man, so, uh, Chris, uh, what kind of? Do you have any projects that you're working on?
2: Um, I got three films that I'm trying to finish editing. I'm not an editor, and I have a very talented editor here in Denver named Hugh McCullough does my editing and he's uh i did a pro well we we shot we're going to do um a short film about the magic shop it was actually going to be webisodes and we shot four of them before we ended up shutting down so i was like okay these were going to be promotional webisodes what are we going to do with them so my editor is taking the the episodes and putting them into a short film so it'll be like here's a couple days in the life of a magic shop like we have an episode on 420 where these um, very high people come in and get freaked out by the weird stuff in there, yeah. uh, which is pretty fun. Some really fun actors in that. Um, the disgruntled kids show magician episode. So so that's being edited right now by my editor. Last fall, I did a project called Tell Me a Scary Story. So I just asked 13 people to tell me the scariest thing that ever happened to them, supernatural or not. and. Um, So we shot it at the shop, and, you know, we had people sitting with, like, (laughs) we dressed the stage with, like, skulls and and crazy stuff, and just had people tell these stories. And some of them are terrifying, and some of them are ridiculous. Um, But that's in the editing stage now, too. I'm editing that myself, which is why it's May, and we shot it in October, and it's still not done. But, um, yeah, there were a couple stories that – this one lady in particular about those stories, mm-hmm. and her story just made every hair on the back of my neck stand up. I'm not wow. going to reveal it, because once I've heard it, yeah. Reducid, yep. people don't have to see it. but And then one guy, this one, a friend of mine, um, was working on a horror film set on a farm that was supposedly haunted. Um, so, to save hotel money, because he lived pretty far away from the set, he decided to camp there. I mean, it's just, this perfect horror film, like, plot. So he's, he's camping there by himself, and um, he just had this terrifying experience in the middle of the night, very Blair Witch Yeah. and I mean, we're to the point where he was, like, clutching a Bible and praying in his tent when all this crazy wow. stuff was going on. But yeah, his story is hilarious. And then after each story, you know, we make some, my friend Marie and I um, are the hosts, we make some comment about it. So like for that one, we'll be yeah. like, if this rock rocking, don't come knocking. You know, stuff like that. You know, to kind of lighten the mood after this story. Yeah. There's one woman who was followed by some sort of an alien thing up in the mountains in Colorado. Yeah. His stories are awesome and, and creepy. And some of them, like I said, are ridiculous. <laughs> But, so that, I need to get that one done and get it out there.
0: Yeah, definitely, I yeah, I really so, want to see these.
2: <laughs> yeah, that, that one I think is gonna be fun. And then the third one was um, on a completely different note. It's called Samaritan. And I asked um, 10 people to tell me the nicest thing that a stranger ever did for them. Oh. And these stories will make you weep. I mean, some yeah. of them are just like, but um, so that one I is in the editing stage That's so oh. my three projects. Nice. Yeah. need three. I just gotta get them done. But it's hard, you know? Yeah. Filmmaking is hard. After that initial shooting, after that initial, you know, get the script written, you get your actors, you shoot the thing, and then when the editing process hits, that's when sometimes everybody disappears. Yeah. And, um, but it's just editing takes so long.
3: It does. It
2: does. And, and going through the footage and finding the best shot of each, you know, yeah. thing and, which is why with the Tell Me a Scary Story, I didn't let people rehearse. Um, oh, okay. Most of the stories, they just told it once. I just wanted to tell them to tell me the scary thing that happened to them as if we were just sitting around at a coffee shop mm-hmm. or at a slumber party. Yeah. And um, so I, I liked that aspect of nothing sounding very rehearsed. So, oh. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so,
0: yeah, yeah, you as a filmmaker, you yeah, know, doing the stage yeah, production and stuff, um, you're you're constantly running into to obstacles. It is neither path is, is really easy. Yeah, you kind of hit you know a few of these uh, you know, things. You, my experience as as a filmmaker is and the reason why I don't you know do like stage production anymore. Is, is like when we were doing The film, we would get um, all these people together on a weekly basis and. You know, practice, practice, practice. You know, a lot of it is sword fighting. You needed to, and um, but you know, for doing that for like such a long time, eight years, I mean, that's that's a hard thing to you know ask of large yeah. groups of people yeah. to, to do. It. So when I started, you know, turning to film, I was like, oh, get a large group of people together for a small amount of time. Yeah, yeah, film it. There's your record, you know. There's your live stage, you know, production right there. You know, you can just, you know, back then it was like plop it on the DVD, plop, plop it on the Blu-ray. Right now it's, it's all, it's online. It's, it's, a, it's available right there. Yeah. Do um, you, know, you find you you have to um, uh, really uh, kind of um, uh, network and find you know, all these different uh, people with. With uh, you know, different talents to, you know, for very specific things, um, or it, or are you able to just like do the bulk of it? You know, produce, direct, write, script, edit. It, sound, it sounds like you know you've got your own habit. Right? Yeah, music. I just
2: I I don't have it in me anymore to learn how to edit. Okay, it's just it's such an art, and this guy is yeah. amazing. He's so fast, but yeah, I usually do end up producing, directing. Um, and of course, when you have no money for a project, that's why I do these interviews. I have like we spent—tell um, me a scary story cost nothing yeah. because we had the magic shop still, so we could sit somebody next to the mummy case with a crow here and a creepy tree and a skull, and you know, because we had mm. all these crazy props in there and, and oddity things, and so it really cost us nothing to do <laughs> yeah. film, which is great. And you know, we didn't—we didn't pay people, but you know, they came in and told the story. We're happy to, and a lot of people just want to. Like, yeah, you know? so I like that format, and mm-hmm. I think I'm probably going to stick with that format for a while. Um, now I've done the tell me the nicest thing, tell me a scary story, I'll come up with something yeah. else. But, because, uh, yeah, if you don't have money, if,
3: yeah.
2: you know, to do a narrative film, I this we had some money. I mean, mm-hmm. parents gave money, we raised money, you know, but yeah, it's, it's still terribly. Low. <laughs> But, you know, we got a, we got a set for free. I, the, a lot of the actors, I gave them the option to either get paid a certain amount of money or, hey, if we ever get big, you'll take a percentage. Most of them, probably out of the goodness of their hearts, said, oh, I'll take a percentage. You know, some people took the cash up front. But yeah, and we did pay people for the magic um, film too, the short film. But I, I try to pay actors. I think it's yeah. so important to pay people. I always pay my editor. Um, I do my own camera work now because I got a decent camera. But whenever I had somebody else shoot a project, I always paid the camera person. But yeah, it takes money, and I mean, I know yeah. they're saying like, oh, but people are shooting films on iPhones and stuff like that. Yeah, but you still have to have a pretty big budget. You got to pay actors, you got to pay yeah. locations, you know. So it's yeah, it's it's tough. It's a big. Yeah. You got to have a crew. Gotta have a big crew and a lot of people to do a feature film. But something like you know, talking to a bunch of people about scary stories. Yeah. You just need you and them. And for like Samaritan, I think I put it at I, I think I put something on Facebook and said, Hey, if anybody wants to tell me your story, and then we would ask people that came into the magic shop, you know, customers, I would just say, Hey, by the way, I'm doing this little film. Yeah. And we got some of our best stories that way.
3: Yeah.
2: And um, the scary story one. It's mostly people that we knew, um, and I think a couple of uh, people from the shop, customers, but yeah. I mean yes. you it's it's the cool thing is you're always gonna be able to find people who you want to tell you Yeah. So it's a, it's and I think it's a cool format.
0: Yeah. yeah so. I think the talent pool shifts too. Because when yeah. somebody's starting out, yeah. yeah, they'll they'll do whatever, yeah. way,
2: you know. Film work, credits.
0: Work yeah. Um it's like, let's say you're, uh, you know, wanting to get out into the music, scene, uh, music scene. You'll do an open mic. Yep. You know, um, and then eventually you're doing gigs, and um, you know, it's just I think the natural progression. I think mean, that it thins out. Yeah. You know,
3: people
0: get busy after a while. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. I I find that uh, yeah people I you know work with years ago they're they're off doing you know other you know uh, greater grander things or you know life has gotten in the way or something like that and they're no longer you know available you know because they're off doing you know, different things or they're only available on Blu-ray. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there is that one guy. No, I don't know him. Guys. <laughs> oh, he's yeah. with the Blue Man Group. Oh, he's with Blue Man Group. Yeah. No, no, that's Enigma. Yeah, he's not with. <laughs> oh, he's, yeah. not with he's not with Blue Man Group. No, I actually do know.
3: <laughs> yeah. Enigma Blue was man. in
2: our. He was at our. Was it the opening? It he came to the shop a few times. Yeah, He yeah. Did promos for us, and then we went out and got the X Files episode that he's in. Yeah, one of okay. my favorites. Oh yeah, humbug. But yes, yeah, so good. But yeah, we love Enigma. He's awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, you guys have uh, worked with some, yeah you know, all, all different uh, pools of talent. So sideshow, uh, magic, yes,
2: lots of sideshow, film, pool.
0: you know, traditional theater, you know, underground theater.
2: I mean, you name it. Bands, yeah.
0: weirdos like me. Well, there's one like you. That's true.
2: You know, and the thing is too, if you if you give people a fun experience, you know, that's all they really want. Like we we had a blast shooting yeah. this film. And we had a blast shooting the monument. We had a blast doing the magic thing. You know, Memphis you just psychosis. yeah, Memphis psychosis was so much fun. I mean, we were out on the plains shooting this craziness out there, and all you know, these women in these sexy outfits out on these dirt roads. You know, dragging a guy by a dog collar, things like that. Things like that are in it. Um, that sounds
0: hot and very family it was, oriented.
2: It's, been, it's <laughs> a lot of
3: family. Well, that's but, how families uh, get started. But Let's we
2: just, friends. you know, just, we're <laughs> just being weird. Go on, yeah. Going out on the plains with a bunch of costumes and just being extremely weird. Yeah. Things yeah. come
3: together yeah. too, yeah.
2: Certain,
0: yeah. You know, somehow yeah. it's just all, you know, now it's time.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. You get some kind of like synergy or, or, or like almost tapping into like some kind of zeitgeist. Yeah. Because yeah. like if it's shot. not fun, why bother?
2: You know? I, I totally because, I mean, agree. Because it's like, yeah. you know, I I do films for fun. Yeah. And if I get in some festivals, yay, great. If mm-hmm. I get a distribution deal, great. But you know, I'm not doing it for a living, so I don't have that pressure.
3: Yeah. You
2: know, I'm just kind of. I just want people to see my films. That's yeah. all I care about. That's why it's like you know, and that's the thing. You can do a film and put it on YouTube and get you know, but that hits. Mm-hmm. And great. You know, yeah. And you might not make any money, but it's about do you want you to get your art out there? Yeah. Or go the commercial route. A lot of people do, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But. I did, yeah, I did that for a lot of years, and it's when I was in Chicago. I worked in Chicago for several years as an actress, and I did five years with the Second City, and oh, their national cool. touring company, back in the day. And it was a lot of pressure. Just even that place, yeah, was there was a lot of pressure, and there was a lot of like restrictions. And so after that, I decided I'll just do my own thing from now. Yeah. So that's right.
0: So at this point we're, we're just about ready to wrap up. But uh, um, for filmmakers out there, uh, do you have any you know, any suggestions or anything that? Uh, um, well, you'd
2: for, like for female some? filmmakers, um, I belong to a great group of female filmmakers called Film Fatales. Oh. Um, well, we call ourselves Film Fatalistas here in Denver, <laughs> and it's a national organization of women filmmakers. And uh, it's, it's I haven't been to the meetings for a while. I need to start going back to them, but it's a great support group. And there's just a really nice family out there in the filmmaking community in Denver. I feel like um, uh, there's a woman named Diane Bell who's doing films here, who's, you know got an advice blog, and I get her emails, and she's with the film, families. doesn't? She's done some really, really prominent, nice projects. And so she's a really cool reference in Denver. Um, there's a lot of people out there. EFP at the Bug, the mm-hmm. Emerging yep. Filmmakers Project, third Thursday of every month. Um, they will screen anybody's. You know, you can submit your film. They'll screen yeah. it, and then you get up to get up there and talk about it as the filmmaker, and you've been there yep. probably too yeah. many times. The Bug has great um, stuff for filmmakers, and there's a lot of filmmakers that hang out there. So, and then there's, oh, Denver Open Media is still going, right? Still, still going. Okay. There's,
0: there's uh, yeah, it's, there's, it's, uh, there's some, some limitations, but yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they're still going strong, yeah. and they're still, they're still producing out there. So it's still a great resource for uh, filmmakers to go learn, you know, about the craft, you know, learn, uh, yeah, about the technology and everything that's available, uh, the, the tools and equipment, and then have access to them to make your own stuff
2: too. yeah. And the cool thing about Colorado is, you know, you you know, you can't shoot anywhere in L.A. without having to pay for your location. You know, but here in Colorado and Denver, you know, it's rarely. We shot at Davey's Diner from Memphis Psychosis, and he didn't charge us a thing. The guy was so amazing. We shot, you know, all over town, and people were very cool about it. So, yeah, yeah I mean, if you really, really want to do it, just do it. Yeah. And that's the thing. A lot of people think, oh, I have to raise a bunch of money, or I have to do this or this, you know. Just start. Yeah. Just start. Get a good. You. You can get a good camera now. For. I mean, like I. Yeah. People are shooting. You know, I have a friend who's working in LA and, and on. I can't remember. It was one of the reality shows, and they're shooting scenes on iPod, iPads. Mm-hmm. You know, so. You know, We're you don't have to have like, shooting this on
0: a laptop. Yes,
2: So yeah, I mean, and if it's if your story is good and your characters are good and you've got something good to say, mm-hmm. then there's thirty cores here up. <laughs> There's three quarters of your battle, <laughs> I can't
0: talk anymore. But,
2: um, that's all
0: right, neither could I. <laughs> yeah,
2: so, I mean, let's face it, we're talking about horror. Some of the best horror films are low-budget horror yep. films, yep. you know, and some of the ones that have survived. I mean, say what you will about Plan 9 from Outer Space, but people still know it, and yeah. it's <laughs> terrible, but it's that's delicious, so. too. Yeah, you know?
0: very much so. There's something to be said about you know films <laughs> like that that have uh Withstand withstood the, you know, the testament of time. Yeah,
2: I was in a stage production of that film in
0: Chicago. Oh, until still, Edwards just found
2: out, and shut them down. Oh. He didn't
0: have permission. Doesn't that um, go against everything that uh, you know? Uh, you know. I know. Uh, his his reason for making films, you know, yeah. stood for. You're wearing card off. <laughs> oh yeah, true. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Well, well, Chris, thanks so much for for having you know, for coming on, and it's always a pleasure. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's 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 really fun to to li- to listen and, and uh, you know hear more about it. you know, what you do and your creative process and everything. Um, where can uh, you know people see more of your stuff?
2: Um, I'm so, you're not getting out of live. I sell on um, eBay. Just okay. under you're not getting out of live budget workup. Memphis, Psycho- Memphis psychosis is on YouTube. Um, the three projects I'm working on now are not yet because they're not edited yet. Um, what else do I have on YouTube? Paper cat. Oh, my company is called Paper Cat Films. Mm, yes. Um, from a Halloween decoration that I had when I was a kid. You know, a those, those, yep. black cat with a you know movable tail and legs. And my mom's. I used to carry it around with me all the time. So and I had it for years. And it was all crumpled up. My mom told me how, how I loved that. stuff. So. That's where Paper Cat came from. But yeah, if you go on to uh, YouTube, Paper Cat Films, always.
0: Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. Matt? Yes. Uh, I had one too of Paper Cat. Until <laughs> 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 so one night, the chain fell off. Oh, <laughs> totally off the chain.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the claws would come the Yeah, board. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Where, where can people, uh, you know, find you and follow you? Where well, you it's interesting because, okay, the shop was an institution, a short-lived venture, but
1: uh, part of the reason I wanted to do that was because I was like, where's the magic? You know, uh,
0: maybe, maybe I didn't seek it out enough, but I thought, well, well, we'll kind of make a little stand. And then it just seemed to kind of, you know, then next thing I knew it was everywhere. Yeah. Like, same but I think it's just because that's where my focus
1: was. Yeah.
2: So
3: since we've
0: closed, I've kind of gone underground a little bit. and I'm learning a bunch of new things. Like I was with some folks earlier and all the stuff I learned from the past five years, you know, I could kind of almost get through.
3: You know, yeah. I could get through it, but
0: um, I'm learning so much new stuff that um, it's kind of been replaced. So I'm kind of down here right now. Okay. But um, when I do get out there, gee, I don't know. I'm doing mainly private gigs right now. Okay. Um, so there might be like some summer festivals that I'll on. There. So there's and that will be public, but like my next thing is for a, a private portion. So, there's no website for you at this moment. Oh, we still do have it? a website. Yeah, yeah,
2: www.modelmagicshop.com. Excellent. Okay. And That's that lists where we'll you be fairs and so. yeah, you
0: can do that. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm enjoying my solitude right now. Yeah. Um, and I'll get through the streets again soon. Oh, excellent. Uh, yeah, can't wait for you to resurface uh, in other places other than here. That <laughs> could be the kickoff. Of course, <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah Mutiny itself could be the, yeah you know, the kickoff. I mean, you, you've done magic shows and, and uh, you know, music performances here before. I've caught it. So So, um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, thanks so much, guys.
3: Yeah, thank
0: you. And then, oh. Kofo will be at Morbid Curiosities at the Stampede. So, uh, Kofo will be at uh, Morbid Curiosities at the Stampede, and that is June 15th. 15th. Okay. Saturday, June 15th. So we'll have a table out there, um, you know, we'll send you some information so you guys can look into it. I'll tell you a table or something. Oh, I'm, I'm going to
2: be out of town. but. Oh, okay.
0: It, but well, is, is Matt going to be here? I will. Uh, Are you going to be out of town? I the date again. June 15th. I don't know. Well, either way, I think they, they have a number of different shows, because they, they had the one in, in Colorado Springs, same people? No, uh, different people. Oh, different people. I lied. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay.
3: But, but that I was a few weeks
0: ago. Yeah,
2: that was the oh, Oddity and right. Bizarre, bizarre
0: oddities. Mm-hmm. I kind of, um, Chris did the Oddity stuff.
2: Yeah, that was kind of my you side know. of it. His I, was the other side. Story,
0: okay. So yeah. I probably can't say that. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I, regardless of which side you facilitate, uh, definitely look into those. This, yeah, I'm sure there's magic there. There's all, there's all kinds of things over there. I saw that, uh, yeah, my friends with, the you know, like Bat Rescue was over there, but, you know. Um, so, and lots of our artist friends were there, so they contributed to the coloring book. But, uh, but yeah, uh, anyway, uh, I'm Dan Crozier, and uh, Chris Hips, and uh, uh, Matt uh, uh, yeah, Thanks so much for, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm smacking the table, so sorry for that. Sorry for the mics. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, thanks for uh, staying up all night with us. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and uh, have a good night. Uh... Oh. All right.
0: Make sure to check out our Facebook and website for the updates on Colorado Festival of
1: Horror. September 15th through the 17th.